0: Welcome to International Family Church. My name is Tom Kiesling. I'm one of the staff pastors. We'd like to welcome all of you that are watching us online today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're glad you're here. Hope everybody's staying cool because it's going to be a hot one today. Praise the Lord. Amen. How many are glad you're in church today? It's good to have you in our second service. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard of the phrase, happy place? Have you ever heard that phrase? Maybe post it on social media or in your conversations. I have a happy place. Do you have a happy place in your life? Do you have a place that you can go to get refueled, recharged, built up, refreshed? I have a happy place. My wife and I have a happy place. It's called Kimball's Ice Cream. Especially in the summertime. You know, Kimball's not open all year long. They're open up during the warm season. We just went last night for some Kimball's, a butterscotch ice cream. I was in my happy place. (laughs) The family dinner table for Cheryl and I has always been a, a happy place. Sitting around with our kids and talking about the day and sharing and talking and loving on each other and having laughs, making jokes. Around our dinner table, we get to the place, we have belly laughs. You ever have a belly laugh? You get those really belly laughs. You can't stop laughing, and it just releases all those good hormones in your body. It makes you feel good, makes you feel blessed, releases all the stress of the day. What's your happy place? I mean, maybe your happy place is a muscle car. You like driving in that muscle car and getting at a high speed on the highway. My, my, one of my happy places is early morning golf, getting out on the golf course when the dew's still on the ground. What's your happy place? We, there's all kinds of things that we can do. Maybe it's walking uh, in the woods. Maybe it's the beach during the summertime. Maybe it's the mountains up in North Conway, Lincoln, whatever. We all have happy places. Well, I'm going to talk to you about the happy place that God has for you and I. God has a happy place for us to enjoy each and every day of our lives. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father, for the privilege we have of coming into your presence. Thank you for your peace and thank you for your joy. Thank you for your presence in our lives. Lord, we just open up our heart to you and we say, have your way in our hearts today. Open our eyes that we might see. Open our ears that we might hear that which the Holy Spirit wants to to speak and reveal to us today. We ask it in Jesus' name and everyone said "Amen." amen and amen. The happy place. Touch somebody and say, God's got a happy place for you. God's got a happy place for each and every one of us to enjoy each and every day of our life, a place where you can find rest, refreshing, recovery, a place where you are refueled and energized. You know, at some point in our walk with the Lord, hopefully sooner than later, He wants us to discover that happy place. What is that happy place? It's your personal time with Jesus. It's your personal, private, devotional life that you have the time to share with the good shepherd of your soul, Jesus. It's our daily time with God, spending time with Him that keeps us stable and steady through all the seasons of life, good seasons, bad seasons, It's that place that we need to build a friendship with Jesus. You know, you can't have an intimate friendship with someone if you don't take time with them to communicate, to interact, to give and take, to share, to observe and to watch, to share life together. In an intimate way. The same is true in building our trust with the Lord. Trust can't be built unless we take time to build a solid, private, devotional life with Jesus, to hear Him reaffirm us, to encourage us. Amen. Amen. Our daily time with God is so vitally important. And this might be a no-brainer for a lot of us, but we need to hear it again. Amen. Amen. There's a great scripture in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 8 seven and eight, it says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord for he shall be a tree planted by the waters and that spreads out its roots by the river and shall not fear when heat comes, but its leaf shall be green and it shall be, it shall not be anxious in the year of drought. Neither shall it cease from yielding fruit. You know, when I drove up here to church today and You probably uh, noticed it as well. Um, Everything's turning brown. All the grass is turning brown with all the heat and all the drought. But here we have a picture of a believer who has a personal devotional life that's trusting in the Lord, that has a positive expectation in their life. And they have their roots planted by the rivers of water. That no matter what drought comes, what dry drought and dryness is significant of test and trial in our lives, adversity and uncertainty in our lives. And that's always going to be the case. There's always going to be uncertainty, especially in these last days. There's always going to be uncertainty, care, anxiety, fear all around us, but we can have our roots planted deep by the rivers of water. That's a picture of your devotional life. You can have your roots deep, deeply planted where you're drawing from those rivers and your grass is always green. You know, I tried, my, my front lawn, it's all burned out. I tried, you know, in my town, we have, uh, you can only water your lawn two days out of the week, before nine and after five. Well, that little sprinkle treat two times a week, it's just not cutting it, folks. My, my lawn is dead. It's dormant now. Hello? And then I'll drive by someone's house where the lawn is nice, green, and lush, and I know that they got a sprinkler system installed in their house. They're getting a daily sprinkling every day. And that's a picture of the child of God. Our our front lawn can be green and lush because we got a sprinkler system. It's called our daily devotional life where Jesus is watering us and washing us with the water of his word. So that no matter what's going on around us, we can have peace and joy in our life. Not care and anxiety as the scripture says here. Amen. A daily devotional life with the Lord is the cure to fear and anxiety in your life. If your life is peppered with care and anxiety and you find yourself when you get alone, you're fretting, you're anxious, you need to cultivate time with God. You need to get into that private place, that happy place, because when you're cultivating that happy place in your life each and every day, God's watering you every day. He's refreshing you every day. He's giving you the needed rest to deal with life every day. You'll come out of that place with a sense of peace in your life. Amen. Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3 gives a similar admonition here. It says, blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scorners or scoffers. But his delight, happy place. His delight, happy place. Everybody say happy place. His delight is in the law of the Lord, the word of God. And and in his law, he meditates day and night. And he, notice the the same illustration given here in verse 3, he will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, and its leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does will prosper. Wow. A daily devotional life with the Lord is essential for you and I to be fruitful in life and to be productive and to be prosperous. How many want to be prosperous in life, successful in life? Absolutely. You've got to have your daily time with Jesus. He's the one who defines success for us. Another great scripture is found in Isaiah chapter 58, verse 11. Speaking of fasting, you can couple your fasting with your devotional life. And how many know that fasting is a good thing? It won't kill you. You won't die as a result of a fast. In fact, there are some tremendous benefits, both spiritually and physically, to regular periodical fasting. And here in Isaiah 58, verse 11, it gives us a a, a good benefit of fasting says here in verse 11, I'm reading from the Amplified Version, The Lord shall guide you continually. He'll satisfy you in drought and in dry places. He'll make strong your bones. And I like this. And you shall be like a watered garden. Amen. Amen. You see, a watered garden is lush, full of color, full of green. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters fail not. Here we see that a daily devotional life with the Lord coupled with fasting can bring clear direction, fulfillment, and strength into your life. We all have decisions we have to make. We all have find ourselves at times in transition or crossroads or even crisis, and we need to hear from God. We need a word from the Lord, and your devotional life serves that for you. You don't need to call 1-800-PROPHET. You don't need to do that. You've got something better on the inside of you. You've got the Holy Spirit, a personal witness on the inside of you. You can say like the Apostle John who was a prophet and an apostle. He said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You can say that in your circumstance. You can rise up in the midst of uncertainty and you can say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can hear the voice of God. I can get clear direction. I know what to do. I'm not wandering around in the dark wondering what's up. I know what to do because I've got the light of God on the inside of me. And I take the time in my personal happy place to get with God and allow Him to shed His light on my situation. Do you need a light shown on your situation? Do you need clarity? Do you need wisdom? Do you need understanding? You'll find that with Jesus. You'll find that when you sit at His feet and allow Him to minister to you. Amen. Amen. Those who have a strong daily devotional life have recognized their utmost dependence upon the Lord. Jesus was that same way. He was absolutely dependent upon His Father. It was demonstrated through His prayer life. I like Psalm 23 from the Amplified Version because this is a beautiful description of the happy place. It's the place that God wants you to visit each and every day. David said, The Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. I shall not lack. He makes me to lie down in fresh, tender, green pastures. He leads me beside the still and restful waters. Does that sound like a happy place to you? Verse 3 says, He refreshes and restores my life. Verse 4 says, Yes, though I walk through the deep sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil. Why? Lord, you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide, they comfort me. His rod and his staff speaks of his word. Every time we step into that happy place, he wants to refresh us. He wants to bring recovery to our lives and he does it by speaking to us his word. You ever been in that spot? You're sitting at home in your quiet place. Maybe you're sipping like me. You're sipping on a nice uh, coffee, robust, dark coffee. Gets the motor running first thing in the morning. Some of you know what I'm talking about. But you sit there, the Bible's open on your lap. You're praying in the Holy Spirit. You're just taking time to get quiet. A scripture comes to mind, rises up your heart lifts off the page all of a sudden you sense a resounding sense of peace a sense of knowing a sense of affirmation what's happening there God is speaking to you he's washing you with the water of his word he's touching you he's affirming you he's loving on you as his child he's the shepherd we are his sheep and he cares for his sheep can you say amen Psalm 23 is a description of the happy place that you can run to every day and find rest and recovery for your soul. Praise God. If you want the the kind of life that Jesus had, He had a, a life of prevailing peace, a life full of joy that was independent of the things that were going on around Him, then you need the Lord to minister into your life each and every day. Do you remember during the last supper, Jesus was preparing for his own execution. He sat down with his disciples and before they sat down to to have their last supper together, he disrobed himself and he girded himself with a towel and he began to wash the feet of his disciples. One by one, he's washing their feet. And here's Peter. He's at the end of the line and he raises an objection. Lord, you can't wash my feet I mean, he said he had such respect and honor for Jesus, he just couldn't see Jesus stooping down so low and humbling himself to wash the feet of a man like Peter, who he referred to himself as a sinner. But Jesus' response to Peter was, Peter, if you don't allow me to wash your feet, then you can't share in the life that I have to give to you. That's strong words. And Peter responds says, well, Lord, wash my whole body then. Give me a whole bath. Put me through the car wash. Do the whole job. Right? Jesus responds and says, Peter, you're already clean. You've been walking with me every day for the past three and a half years. You've been sitting at my feet and hearing my word. You are clean. Aren't you glad you're clean today? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. He became sin for you that you might be made the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus washes you continually. You can stand before the throne room of grace as if you were Jesus himself because God sees you perfect. God sees you clean. Amen. That's good news. That's shouting ground right there. But every day we have a walk to walk out. Every day our feet get dirty. Every day we have interactions with people, with circumstances, offenses come, misunderstandings come, unforgiveness, attitudes fester, fear comes in, concern, anxiety, all these things can creep into our life. And if we get time with Jesus, He'll sit us down and He'll wash our feet and cleanse those things out of our life. But we've got to give Him an opportunity to do that. We need to sit at His feet and allow Him to wash our feet. Amen. You see, in our daily walk, we're dealing with people and situations every day. Things can get messy. Say messy. Messy. Have you had a messy day in your life? Maybe a messy week. Maybe a messy month. Maybe a messy year. I don't know. But Jesus can clean up our messes. Because you're a believer and you're perfect in the eyes of God doesn't mean that we have imperfections. doesn't mean that we have challenges. We all do. We all need our feet cleansed now and then. And it's best to get your feet washed every day. Do you take a shower every day? Don't show your hands. Do you take a shower every day? I do. And I add a little, you know, lotion on my face, a little cologne. Right, guys? I hope you're using some cologne there. Right? Ladies, I'm sure you use your perfume, but we like to fresh up first time of the day, right? Our personal devotional life is so vitally important that we're allowing Jesus to wash our feet and to cleanse us from the wrong motives, the wrong attitudes, get get our heart in sync with His. Can you say amen? Amen. Did you know that Jesus had a happy place? His happy place was on display for everyone to see at at the beginning of His ministry. He was in the river. John the Baptist was preaching. He was baptizing people left and right, and there comes Jesus. And as he, as he came, a dove was, was above him. And John said, just like Peter, Lord, I'm not worthy to baptize you. Jesus told John, he says, you need to baptize me. It will fulfill all righteous requirements that my Father is requiring of you. So baptize me. And Jesus, we have a beautiful picture. Jesus is in the river praying. And as he was baptized, the Bible says, the heavens opened up and God, the father, spoke in an audible voice. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. That was the picture of Jesus' happy place. And that picture, though, was displayed publicly at the onset of his ministry, all throughout the gospels, you will find Jesus going to his happy place. He's in the river praying. That's my happy place. That's your happy place. God wants you in the river. Praying. Oh, Father, I thank you. Thank you for your word. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying the word of God. Dip your, finger, dip your toes into the river. Go deeper in the river. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That's, been, that's designed to be a happy place for you. And as you dip into the river and you start praying in the Holy Spirit, you start praying God's Word, you start getting quiet, and then what happens? God begins to speak into your life. You hear the voice of your Father. You hear affirmation, assurance, comfort, peace, rest. God brings that into your soul. That's your happy place. That that is what Jesus' happy place was. He was always in the river praying and hearing the voice of God. Amen. This is what empowered Jesus to impact the world around him. This is what gave Jesus a fresh anointing on his life. He was a man anointed of the Holy Spirit because he sought his father each and every day. He was fully dependent upon his father. Every day he spent time in prayer. You can see Jesus' personal prayer life all throughout the four gospels. Before the start of the day, he was in his happy place. When the crowds pressed upon him and the demands for ministry were so great, he slipped away and he went to his happy place. When the day was done and all the activities were over, he sought the Lord and into the evening hours, he went to his happy place. Before temptation came knocking on his door, he had just stepped out from his happy place. And think of this in the darkest hour he went back to the place where he was so many times before there on the eve of his crucifixion praying in the garden of gethsemane there he was strengthened by an angel to finish the work the father called him to to carry the cross up golgotha's hill and stretch out his arms for you and i to be a payment a ransom for our salvation all would not have happened if Jesus did not walk with His Father each and every day and visit that happy place where He got into the river and He began to pray and He would hear the Father's voice. Listen to what Jesus said in John five nineteen. He said, The Son can do nothing of Himself but what He sees the Father do. For whatever He does, likewise the Son does. John eight twenty eight says, I do nothing of myself, Jesus speaking. But I speak the things as my father taught me. What did, where did Jesus see and hear? He heard from his father in the happy place. He had a picture. God would paint pictures to him. He would see things. He would see his day. He would see his future. He would hear the voice of his father. He would know what to do because he spent time at his father's feet hearing the voice of his father. He had eyes to see and ears to hear what the will, the plan, and the purpose of God was for His life and ministry. Amen. Amen. You and I have the Spirit of God within us, and we have the same ability Jesus had. We can see, we can hear, we can know, we can perceive the will, the plan, and the purpose of God for our daily life. Amen. Amen. We all have that same potential. But that potential is not realized until we take the time to cultivate our happy place. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. Thank God for the happy place. There's just one key. you got to cultivate it each and every day. You've got to build consistency. Don't you know that consistency is one of the biggest challenges? Don't you know that consistency is one of the biggest challenges? I'm talking to myself too. Amen. But the more we practice, the more we practice, the more we repeat, 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 all of a sudden, the discipline of personal prayer and private devotion becomes a delight. Amen. God extends an invitation to you and I. That invitation is found in Isaiah chapter 55. I love this invitation. Isaiah cries out, is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money. Come, take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Everybody say free. Free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? I'd venture to say there's a lot of food that we buy and eat that's no good. I got a few amends from health-conscious people there. (laughs) The admonition goes on to say, listen to me. And you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. There in that happy place, God is waiting for you to sup with him, to dine with him, to fellowship with him so he can speak into your life. So he can show you things to come into your life. So he can paint a picture of what success for your life looks like. Hallelujah. The Lord invites you to come and sit at His feet every day and drink up, partake. You know, your body, especially in this heat, needs proper hydration. Many of us probably have bottles with us or bottles you brought in the car. I bring mine with lots of ice and electrolytes, and it keeps me perked up. But have you ever had heat stroke? I have, I've had heat stroke as a young man uh, growing up, uh, caddying on the golf course. And, man, it's horrible. It saps the life out of you. But There are many if you don't get into that place where there's regular hydration, got the sprinkler system working in your life? Amen, that you're able to meet the demands of life. So Isaiah goes on to say in verse six, he says, "Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon him while He is near." You know I, for, for many years, I would read that verse, and it always intrigued me. well, is, is God lost? Is he far away? That's not what that verse means. Am I lost? Am I, am I far away? I mean, is that what that means? No, it, it doesn't mean that. The word found is the Hebrew word matzah. Everybody say matzah. 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 And it means to encounter God and find favor. That's what it means. So God says, seek me so we can have an encounter so that I can perform favor in your life. Wow. That means, think of this, if you forsake your happy place, you forsake a display of God's favor in your life. You're missing out on an opportunity for the Spirit of God to work in your favor. Wow. Seek the Lord while He may be found. In other words, seek the Lord that you might have an encounter with Him and find favor. Do you need favor in your life right now? Do you need a special favor? Do you need God to do something? Do you need an answer to your prayer or a desire or a dream of yours? Get into that happy place. Have an encounter with your heavenly Father and let Him release grace into your life, favor into your life. You know, this was something that God always admonished the children of Israel all throughout the Old Testament. There's this phrase, matzah. God invites The children of Israel, when they turned their back on him, he invited them back to have an encounter with him. Come back to me. Let's have an encounter. I want to be kind and gracious to you. I want to display my benevolence to you. We see a great example of this, a scripture we often quote in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you shall call upon me. And you shall come and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you shall seek me and find me. That's the word matzah. It's the same word. When you shall search for me with all your hearts, and I will be found by you, matzah, says the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. This word matzah, again, it means to encounter God and to find favor. Where do we encounter God? In that happy place, in that private place, in your personal devotion life. Where are you going to get fed? Certainly you get fed here on Sundays. I think you get a good feeding here on Sundays, don't you? Wave at me if you think you get a good feeding here. We, we have uh, all, you know, the past 40 years, this place has been well watered. There's a river that runs through this place. And you can come here and, and, and you can get the paddles on you and get revived. Amen. But there's nothing like your personal feeding on the Word of God when you and Jesus are alone in your private place. You're alone with Him, and you're learning to discover His voice speaking to you, affirming you, building you up, encouraging you, showing you things to come. We need that every day. Does your child need to be reassured every day when they go to school from mom and dad? Absolutely, absolutely. When, when you, husband and wife, when you leave the house, don't you peck each other on the cheek or on the lips and say, I love you and encourage you? Or do we need revivals in marriages here today? What, what, what goes on in your house? You know, for Cheryl and I, our habit is we encourage each other before we go. We hug each other. We kiss each other. We, we say, have a great day today. God's with you today. You're blessed coming in and blessed going out. They need assurance. That's a happy place for us. Well, Jesus wants to encourage you every day at the onset of your day. He wants to put a peace that's indescribable back into your life. He wants to put a joy that's indescribable back into your life if you don't have it. And it comes by you sitting at His feet, seeking Him, experiencing an encounter with Him. Hallelujah. This is what happens when we discover and stay in our happy place. Listen, God's promises begin to take root in our soul and it begins to work its way out into our circumstances and into our relationships. I love what Isaiah fifty-five ten 10 to 12 says. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out. It always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to do, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. And notice verse 12 says, you will live in peace and joy. This is the result of cultivating your own private, personal, devotional life. God is speaking to you. The Word is coming alive to you. The the Word is taking root in your own heart. And the Word begins to take its root into your life, your circumstances, your relationship. You begin to see change. Amen. And people begin to notice something about your life. There's a peace about you. There's a joy about you. Your life becomes a witness and a testimony that you've been with Jesus. Do you remember when the when, when the disciples were brought before the religious leaders for preaching and they were being persecuted by the religious leaders and 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 they were saying these, you know, these guys they don't have they don't have credentials, they, they don't have doctorates, these guys aren't well learned. But we note something that they've been with this man, Jesus. And your time with Jesus will change the way you interact with the world around you. Amen. You can have a prevailing sense of peace and joy in your life. This is how we become a witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ to those that are around us. Discover and stay in your happy place. Be consistent with your time with God. How do I become consistent? Practice. 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 How do you get good at anything? Practice, practice, practice. practice. I mean, how do you teach your kids? How do your kids learn? Over and over and over, repeat, repeat, repeat. You ever hear the phrase, you know, repetition is the motor of learning? Amen. How many times have you sat in your happy place and God keeps dealing with you the same thing? Over and over and over again until it's rooted in your life, established in your life. Amen. We need that. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are labor and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Hallelujah. My yoke is easy. my burden is light hallelujah we need to unburden ourselves we need to release the care that we carry the demands of our day we need to put it at Jesus feet we need to have time with him I know this is a simple message but one of the biggest challenges that we all have is being consistent if the devil can rob you of your happy place he's got you nailed to the floor things are not going to change You're not going to have a turnaround. You're not going to have a breakthrough. But if you keep that lifeline with Jesus, that time spent with Him, that encounter with Him, favor will be released into your life. Answers to prayer will be released into your life. Father, we thank You today. Lord, we thank You for that happy place. We make a commitment right now. I'm going to go to that happy place. Sunday morning, I'm going to the happy place. Monday morning, I'm going to the happy place. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm going to the happy place. Come on, somebody. Friday, Saturday, I'm I'm not a Sunday-going Christian. No, no, no. I'm, I'm a disciple of Jesus, and I go to that happy place each and every day. Would you invite Him to come into your private place, your private moments? Just close your eyes for just a moment. You're watching online. You can do this from home as well. And just lift your hands to God. Just lift your hands to God. Hands lifted speaks of surrender. And say this from your heart. Holy Spirit, I humble myself under your mighty hand. I give you permission to speak into my life to move into my life. Hallelujah. That simple confession opens the door for the Holy Spirit to move in your life. Lift your hands and say this. Heavenly Father, I thank you. You are my Father. You are well pleased with me. I invite you to come into my private life. Speak to my heart. heart. I need you. you. Hallelujah. That's a simple act of permission. If you'll just do that, you know, that only took 30 seconds to pray those two prayers. And you can pray those simple prayers each and every day, and it will begin to release the Spirit of God in your life to move and to speak. If you feel like you're in a marsh and there's no flow and things are dead and dry and smelly, That's the prayer I pray. If things aren't working, if things aren't changing, I don't blame God, I look back at me, what do I need to change? And I'll just make a simple prayer, just like we did. God, I give you permission to move in my life, hallelujah. Would you stand to your feet with me before we go? I wanna give an invitation for those of you that are watching online or for those of you that are here today, maybe you're new here at International Family Church. I want to give you an invitation to accept Jesus Christ into your heart. Invite Him in, into your life here today. Maybe you were brought here today by a friend. Maybe you've come a, a few times, but you've never prayed that prayer to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. If you're here today, I want to pray for you. While every head is bowed, everyone praying, reverencing God. If you're here today and you've never prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, As Lord and Savior, you can pray that prayer with me today. We'll all pray that prayer together. If you're here, I'd like to know who you are just by simply raising your hand. Let me know who you are today. If you need Jesus in your life, you've never prayed to accept him in your life. Is there anyone here today? We can pray and agree with you. Anybody at all. Just raise your hand. I won't call you up. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'd just like to know who you are today. Thank you, Father. Anybody at all. Perhaps there's someone watching online. We'll all pray this prayer together. Say it after me. God in heaven, I believe that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come be Lord of my life. I choose to follow you for the rest of my life. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you. I hope this helped you. Give. Give the Lord a clap of praise.